Hello and welcome back. It's Harvey's Huddle and I'm your host, Jackson Harvey. What another fantastic week in the NFL. Week three was, uh, well, I, I mean, let's let's say fantastic for now, but, uh, you know, a couple of lame primetime games, but some really great football going on in the NFL this season. I'm really loving how, you know, there's kind of an any given Sunday sort of feel right now. And, and I love that part about the first part of the regular season. But, you know, it's going to start, the, the the playoff picture and all of that is going to start to to kind of form in the next few weeks. And and this is, this is some of the best weeks of football is just when teams kind of start to figure it out. You start to figure out where the powerhouses are, start to figure out where the lackluster talent is and you know it it's it's an exciting time in the nfl uh, if you haven't already go check us out on our social media platforms we're on instagram at harvey's huddle we're on twitter at harvey's underscore huddle and we're on facebook too harvey's huddle is a page name uh go check us out we've been pretty active on the social medias uh and yeah love to hear and interact from all of you guys uh if you didn't tune in last week we're trying some new things out I, I don't want to just do a top 10 and then two games and, and just have that, that format throughout. Um, so we're going to try to do something different week in and week out uh, and then do a top five as well and then two games, two quick game uh, previews. So today we're going to talk about two stories in the NFL after three weeks that you may have heard, you may not have heard, but um, one one negative story, one very positive story uh, that I think is worth talking about. Now, I don't have the Dolphins in this one. I, I like the Dolphins. I like what they're doing. I love Mike McDaniel. I think they're a great football team right now. Um, huge win against Buffalo, of course, but I don't have them in my you know biggest stories because I, I don't think they should be a biggest story. I don't think it's a surprise that the Dolphins are pretty solid. You know, I, I they went out and got Tyreek Hill. Uh, Mike McDaniel, we all know that he's an offensive, uh, dare I say, mastermind. And I I don't think that the Dolphins were very far off. I, they won, let's see, they won like seven of their last eight games last year or something like that. Like, I don't think the Dolphins were terrible. And with Brian Flores getting fired last year, like we were all very confused because the Dolphins were a good football team. And they're making that next step to be a great football team, I think. And and Tyreek, of course, helps with that. But um, Mike McDaniel especially helps with that. So, I mean, I just said I'm not going to talk about the Dolphins. But there's my little Dolphins spiel. Why I don't have them as a big story. Because they already were a big story. And I think they they are getting the credit that they deserve now. Um, because they, they beat the Buffalo Bills for the first time in seven, eight games. Um, and a huge win, huge win, despite, you know, you can say a lot, you can say a lot about that, that game, but, um, they're playing well, but they were playing well before. So let's talk about, first of all, a team that I have despised since the summer. Uh, and if you've been talking with me and interacting, you know, that I am very, very, very low on the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Denver Broncos are the most overrated 2-1 team, dare I say, in NFL history. I think they have been the most overhyped team throughout the play- or throughout the preseason. 
I, there's no contest here. This is the worst, in my opinion, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Denver right now is averaging 14 points a game. Uh, people came in saying Russell Wilson's coming in with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and all of these weapons and this great offensive line, and he's going to light it up for 30 points a game, and they're just going to light up the AFC West and completely run through the AFC and make it to a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a pile of trash this year. He is awful. He has not been doing well. Um, He's been playing quite... I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, he's not accurate. He's cringy. Have you seen those videos of him on the sideline, like, telling professional football players to call out if it's a run or pass? Or that clip of him before the Seattle game at center field, just, like, arms wide open and spinning around? Like, what is going on with Russell Wilson? Uh, right now, as after three weeks, he's 59.4% completion percentage, 743 yards passing, two touchdowns and one interception, and he's taken nine sacks. Uh, and your two wins have come against Houston and San Francisco. And you barely beat them. I mean, you're lucky that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't know where he was and stepped out of bounds because y'all would have lost 10-9 at that point. Um, it, it's been, it's been a bad season. Nathaniel Hackett isn't any better. I mean, I, I am so low on him as a head coach right now playing Javante Williams and, uh, Melvin Gordon, the same amount is ridiculous. You're, you've literally got, there's, there's no reason. There's no reason that they should have the same amount of carries. No reason that you should be putting Melvin Gordon in on a goal line situation. No reason that Melvin Gordon should be your third down back. Like, Javante Williams is your three down back. He, he, he should be there all the time. Last game you were playing the third string running back. I don't even know the third string running back's name. And you're playing him over Javante Williams in those third down situations. Williams has 37 rush attempts for 176 yards. That's almost 5 yards per attempt, 4.8. Melvin Gordon, 34 attempts, only 3 less attempts, but he's averaging a whole yard less per attempt, 3.9. He's got 131 yards on the season, and the sole touchdown. I just, I don't understand this Denver team. You got a solid defense. They're playing pretty well. I, you've played the Seahawks, the 49ers, and the Texans. So um, you're going to be getting some more competition here. Like, just heaven help this team. The, the Broncos are awful. And if they, if they think, if Russell Wilson thinks that there's some Super Bowl caliber team at 2-1 and one with 14 points a game and playing the absolute terrible football that they've been playing, then... Good for you, Russell. You're making 250 million, and I'm, I'm sitting in my, in my office just bashing you. So, I, I I'm not even making any money. But you know what? It it's just the the Broncos are not going anywhere this season. You can put a stamp on that. You can at me for that. Like they they are going nowhere the rest of the season. And if they somehow make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, I'll leave my words. I. But they're not. 
I can guarantee that. That is a Harvey's Huddle guarantee. Flip a complete 180, and let's talk about a good team. Good story. Um, uh, Now, it might be a shock to some of you, but let's talk Jaguars. Let's talk Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to take it off. I'm going to let's do this. I know I'm a self-proclaimed Jacksonville Jaguars fan, but hear me out. Here are the facts. You might be thinking, oh, of course he's talking about Jaguars. He's It's Jackson. He's talking about the Jaguars. Hear me out. The Jaguars' offense right now is 69.4 completion percentage in the passing game. That's sixth in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence has only thrown one interception. That's tied for the best, of course. After three weeks, it's not really a contest. They've only allowed two sacks through three games. And they've allowed zero sacks in the last two games against the Indianapolis Colts and the Los Angeles Chargers, who everyone is just raving about defensively on their defensive fronts. Um, They have five rushes of 20 or more yards, which is tied for second. The Jaguars' defense is allowing 58.6% completion percentage, which is fifth in the NFL. Six interceptions through three games, which is tied for first. They've allowed 165 rushing yards, which is first in the NFL. Um, mind you, they've played they've played some pretty subpar uh, running backs, of course. I mean, just Antonio Gibson and Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler. You know, not not too great of running backs that they've played, and only allowed 165 rushing yards. Um, 165 with those three running backs, even just Eckler and Taylor, like. You're at least putting up 200 on them after two weeks, right? But no, Jaguars are shutting down the run. 3.1 yards per carry, which is fourth in the league. Zero rushing touchdowns, which is tied for first with, I believe, the Bills. And they've uh, only allowed 12 rushing first downs, which is tied for second in the league with the Bills. I, I just... This... Team and Trevor Lawrence just this morning, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. In my opinion, Lamar Jackson was kind of robbed there, but you know what? I'm going to take it. AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Trevor Lawrence. You know, Devin Lloyd is getting loved to be the Defensive Rookie of the Year so far after three weeks. This team has done a complete 180. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Colts. The Colts are everyone's favorite to win the AFC South. The Chargers are a lot of people's favorite to get to the Super Bowl, other than the Bills. And you're telling me that after three weeks, the Jaguars have beaten those two teams and lost a game where, you know, it's week one, they should have beat the Commanders. They left about 17 to 20 points on the field with some weird mistakes. You're telling me they're not a shock to you guys? Doug Peterson is coach of the year. I, I don't care. If, they, if, he, if, he, if he beats the Eagles, they could go winless for the next 14, 12 games. And he'd still be my coach of the year. Like He's, he's doing a fantastic job um, with the Jaguars. He's completely changed them overnight. This is this is the story. This is the story of the season. And I I want to put as much as I want to guarantee the Broncos will not make the Super Bowl. In fact, the Broncos aren't going to make the playoffs. Um 
I want to guarantee the Jaguars are making the playoffs right here, right now. I predicted them to make the playoffs in my season uh, preseason predictions, and I am even more confident. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to come out of the AFC South. They might not win the division, but they're going to come out in the playoffs in either a high wildcard spot or winning that division. That division is very winnable for them, but they are going to make the playoffs. Mark my words. They make the playoffs. Doug Peterson is coach of the year, hands down. Now let's talk about a top five teams in the NFL. Number five, I've got the Dolphins. Uh, we talked a little bit about them at the top of the show, but, you know, big win. McDaniel is fantastic. I don't like Tua. I really don't. Uh, you might come at me and say I'm a hater. Sure. The guy threw 12 completions on Sunday. Oh, but his, he, he was hurt. He was hurt. Uh, the guy threw 12 completions on Sunday. I, I don't care. You go out on the field, you gotta be, got to be balling out. You got to be playing. You're on the field to play. You're not on the field to complain about, what was it, his, his back, apparently, whatever. We'll see. NFLPA can uh, determine that. <laughs> Number four, I got the Chiefs. Now, some of you might think that's a little too high. I think the Chiefs are a great team. They're well coached. The offense needs to figure it out. They've got the pieces. They just need to become a coherent group. Um, I like their more balanced approach. You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is getting a lot of love in this uh, 2022 Chiefs offense, but they need to figure out their production soon with the wideouts, or else they're gonna they're gonna be in rough waters if they can't. At number three, I got the Ravens, and it's only because of Lamar Jackson. I, Lamar is a freaking beast, unleashed this season. He's got 12 total touchdowns, which is more than most of the teams in the NFL. Uh, I'm concerned about the defense. Defense seems to let up a lot of points, and they're playing Buffalo this week, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. But uh, concerned about the defense, love Lamar, love the offense, and I think he's uh, he's playing some MVP football. Number two, is it the Eagles or the Bills? I got the Eagles. Uh, second half points? Where, where are they? Uh, you know, they haven't scored any second half points in the last two weeks. Uh, they've never scored a fourth quarter point. That's kind of concerning for me, and 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 if you can't score in the second half of a game, where you're only winning like twenty four nothing, isn't a isn't a great score to just like keep your foot off the pedal. Now the Jaguars did it a few weeks ago, and I was freaking out because uh, teams can come back from a twenty four nothing deficit. Now. The uh, Lions almost did first week. They scored four, or they scored a lot of points in the second half. Um, but the Eagles only scored fourteen in the third quarter, and they didn't score at all in the fourth. And uh, you know, against the Commanders and against the uh, the Vikings, a lot of Eagles fans are telling me when I tell them, "Oh, you guys haven't scored second half points in the last two weeks." Oh, that's okay. We 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 haven't tried to. We don't need to. I'm, I'm confident we can score on Will. Uh, what do you mean you didn't need to? Like, you're a professional football team. Every time your offense steps on the field, they plan to score. Like, you're, you're telling me that all of a sudden they're just like, eh, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like going and scoring a touchdown. It's the second half. I don't need to do anything. 
That's ridiculous. That's stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's why you're number two and not number one. Uh, the Bills are number one. I have no concern for them. They need to solidify the secondary. So maybe that's a concern that I have um, after those injuries. But you know what? You guys played in a really hard-fought game off a short week in 100-degree weather. Like, you're, you're fine. I think the Bills are just fine. So quit freaking out. And let's talk about our two games here. So let's talk about Jacksonville taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, I've talked about Jacksonville already, so let's talk about the Eagles. These are two first-place teams, by the way, and a very even matchup when you look at uh, defensive and offensive production. Two of the best teams in the league when it comes to those stats. Jalen Hurts against the Commanders went 22-35, 340 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. Uh, Miles Sanders went for 15 attempts for 46 yards on the ground. The second-half points things is just very concerning for me. If you're not looking to finish a team off and to just make an, a, a statement, then I, I, I have concerns for you. I have concerns for your team. Um, because to me, what it tells me is that in the second half, you're getting out coached. Because if you couldn't have scored in that second half of the Vikings game, for instance, like Kirk Cousins wasn't. It's not like they weren't driving down the field. They were driving down the field. It's just Cousins was throwing some picks. I I, I think it's some issues with adjustments. you got to deal with second-half adjustments on offense. And I don't think the Eagles have done a great job at adjusting in that second half. Um, and I think they need to in order to beat a pretty solid Jacksonville defense. Now, the Eagles' defense is great. They're second in sacks right now with 12, which is going to be very interesting because I just told you the offense for the Jaguars have allowed the tide for the least amount of sacks with Kansas City in two. So that's going to be a very interesting matchup is this Jaguars' offense, which the offensive line has just played phenomenal, and the Eagles' defense, which the secondary has been great, but are they going to be able to stop James Robinson and Travis Etienne? I mean, Doug Peterson is coming in. He's he's a he's a rough and tumble kind of guy, but he's a he's also very well balanced. So, are you going to be able to stop the run? If you can't stop the run, are you going to be able to stop the play action pass? It's going to be very interesting. Jags dismantled the Chargers, and that was everyone's sweetheart. And right now, everyone's sweetheart is the Eagles, and it's starting to feel like a Jaguars upset is very very likely. Uh, what can I say more about the Jaguars? I mean, Trevor Lawrence is playing really good football. James Robinson is your comeback player of the year after three weeks. Like, he's he is balling out. And, you know, let me just take a second to say Christian Kirk is a wide receiver one. Uh, and he is everything that everyone told me that he wouldn't be. Christian Kirk has played phenomenal football. He's pretty much 7th, 8th. I mean, he's behind Chris Olave three yards for 7th in rushing yards. He's got more touchdown receptions than Justin Jefferson. He's got the same amount as, like, A.J. Brown, I believe. It's like... All of these... He's got the same amount of touchdown receptions as Cooper Cup as well. All of these elite wide receivers, like, he's right there with them. Right there with them in the system. So... I think Kirk has been great. 
I didn't go with the Jaguars last week, and I was kicking myself because I, I felt like I should have. And this week, I, I wanted to go with the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are the logical pick for me um, to win this one in a close one. But you know what? I just can't. I just can't. Call it my bias. My bias has taken over. It's a really close game for me. Really close. But my bias is enough to give me that Duval win. I'm taking the Jaguars beating the Eagles in Philadelphia. They're, uh, if you haven't seen on Twitter, they're kind of... Uh, <laughs> Jaguars fans are kind of crazy, but they're going to steal the statue. They're going to steal Doug Peterson's statue if we win. So... Uh, Get your thieving gloves out, Duval, because I got you winning 34-27 to in Philadelphia. Uh, finally, let's just talk about the Buffalo Bills taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Probably the biggest game of the week. Unfortunate loss for the Bills. Like I said, the short week, the heat. But at the end of the day, Miami outplayed you. Like, you had a chance to win that game despite all that. And if you had won, it would be like, oh... We just won in the heat in Miami. We just won after a short week. Like, our guys were gassed. We did great. But now it's, oh, our guys were gassed. We couldn't win. It's just, it was it was just the element. Like, no, you guys got outplayed. You guys lost. You guys made mistakes. And it's a great win. Or a great win for the Dolphins. And honestly, probably a great loss for the Bills. Your team needs to feel this early on. And I think... That kind of a loss in Miami is just the stinging feeling that you need to go out and just wreck it the rest of the season. Uh, Josh Allen went 42-63, 400 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. He also had three fumbles and only lost one. Secondary is a huge recent liability because of injury, but they just signed Xavier Rhodes, I believe. So that should be able to help them out a little bit. Um, Ravens are an offense. Jackson went 18-29, 218 yards, four passing touchdowns. Four passing touchdowns for the running back, Lamar Jackson, and one interception. He also had 11 attempts on the ground, 107 yards. 107 yards and one touchdown. So that's five touchdowns on the day, one pick, and uh, 325 total yards for Lamar Jackson. That is freaking insane. Like, can we just talk about how crazy that is? That's Madden football numbers. That is just nuts. And if you're still in the realm of calling Lamar a glorified running back, then you are some of the most casual football fans I've ever met. I've ever heard of. Like, it's just... Lamar Jackson's not a running back. He's a freaking solid quarterback. He is throwing dimes this year. His mechanics have improved. He is doing a freaking great job. And by the end of this season, you know, the the Ravens might have to pay him a billion dollars. Like, this is nuts. He is just going out and balling out. They're allowing too many points on defense, in my opinion. Of course, they allowed the Dolphins to get back and eventually win that game a couple weeks back. And... Even the Patriots were scoring on them quite a bit. I think they were in the high 20s for their final score. But they're causing a lot of turnovers. They've got eight turnovers in the uh, in the league, or in the season. It's going to be a shootout, in my opinion. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Lamar is going to run for a few touchdowns. Um, probably a little bit more running for Lamar than passing. 
But, you know, with the depleted secondary in Buffalo, he could see 300 yards passing. Like, don't be surprised to see that. I'm going to take Buffalo winning this one in a close one, though. I think it's going to be, like I said, a close game. I'm going to take it 47-43 to for Buffalo. Well, there you have it. A uh, big packed episode for you uh, this week. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle. We're on Twitter at Harvey's underscore Huddle. And we're on Facebook as well. Harvey's Huddle is a page name. Let me know what you think about my predictions, my biggest stories, and my top five. Uh, I always love to hear from you guys, like I said. Thank you so much. Enjoy the week. I'm going to have my predictions up very soon for the rest of the game. And let me know what you think about those as well. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Jackson. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Take care.